Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Boxing. 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 You're tuned into Outsiders Boxing Podcast, where they only gonna give you the realest talking. Boxing, 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 boxing. OBP Midweek coming at you live. In full effect on this beautiful February 6th, Wednesday evening. It's 9.01 Central right now. Wonderful day. Hope everybody's having a wonderful week. Hump days in full effect. Motherfuckers is over a hump. Couple more days until the weekend. And, you know, at the end of last show on Sunday, I was uh, I, I really didn't you know I was on the road didn't have my all my information in front of me I said something crazy like you know if there's even any boxing next weekend that's what we're gonna talk about and lo and behold we might have another pretty good pretty good weekend of boxing coming up you know maybe not the fight that we wanted to see. But there's a couple of fights that'll uh, be on that might be worth our while. We we might get get to see, you know, maybe not, you know, maybe something like last week, some good showcases, some guys that are ready to fight. You know, we've got a lot of titles being defended. In fact, I think we've got, what, one, two, three, four titles being defended this weekend. And, you know, you got four titles being defended. That's a pretty, pretty good weekend in boxing. God damn it, we've got a pretty good weekend in boxing. Um, of course, we've got Davis versus Hugo Ruiz um, for the WBA Super Featherweight. The WBA Super, Super Featherweight World Title, right? We've got El, uh, Alberto Machado defending his WBA regular just regular super featherweight title against uh, Andrew Cancio. We also have my boy Ray. Uh, man, I didn't. I don't have it right written down. Let me, what, what's my man's name? Mexican cat Ray Vargas. Yeah, Ray Vargas putting up his super, his uh, WBC super bantamweight world title against Franklin Mazzanilla. Manzanilla. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go. Manzanilla. And then uh, 
of course, out there in Central California, I think, somewhere around there, we got Jose Ramirez putting his WBC junior welterweight title up against Jose Zapata. Um, guy that looks like he's been knocking boys out, so that should be a good fight, man. So we got a lot of good fighting to talk about. We also got to talk about the uh, heavyweight situation. We got a lot of a, a little news in the heavyweight situation that's going down. Guys uh, look like they're making making headway on big fights, and other guys looking like they're fading away. Their fame is fading, and it's fading quickly. Um, of course, we had the Super Bowl. Um, Maybe we'll talk a little bit about that defensive Super Bowl. Uh, I thought it was good. Um, everybody was wrong about the score. It wasn't a shootout. Brady did nothing except at the end. Came down to it. Brady made a good throw. Uh, Jared Goff, even though he, he made a good throw, and um, my man Cooks got uh, got P.I.'d, but they didn't call it. Then the next throw, he threw the pick. That was really the difference of the game. Excellent game to me. Um, good Super Bowl. But we ain't here to talk about no goddamn football. Football's over. And boxing season seems to be in prime, prime form. But before we get in there, let's go ahead and take it to my co host you know, my guys, the Outsiders family. First, we take it to my man, R.C., Central Valley, California. Uh, King's playing the Rockets tonight. He's, talk, he's been talking noise, um, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, R.C., man, what's popping? Got a lot to talk about this uh, weekend. Pretty good weekend in boxing, man. What's popping? The San Joaquin Valley of Central California to you, buddy. And that's right. I've been waiting for this Kings Rocket game all night because, you know, we're a half game back from the eighth spot in the playoffs and implications involved with this game that just drove me crazy two hours beforehand with the Kings trading Amon Shumpert. My dude, Shump, Shump God, who created the scores nickname for Sacramento, going to the Houston Rockets. So, Willa, uh, let me say this before. Because when Shump came to Sacramento, I thought he was a scrub that was always on LeBron's coattails, such as the likes of uh, J.R. Smith and, um, you know, all those guys that was a part of the James gang. But Shump is a great defender with a long ball, great IQ, and, and has a lot of leadership that was pretty much the babysitter of these young Sacramento Kings. And uh, I will concede the fact that you guys came up on Sacramento uh, with this trade that was a three-way deal between the Cavaliers, Kings, and Rockets. So you guys got the better of this deal, uh, depending on what Trey Burks can do for Sacramento. We'll see how that works out. So you guys got a good deal with this one, because when people told me Sac- uh, uh, Shumper was coming to Sac, I thought, uh, we're just going to cut this bum and whatever. When I seen him play, Shump has got a lot of talent left in the tank. And uh, I'm a little pissed off that that happened. So uh, I'll tip my cap for that one for you guys right now, but uh, uh, we'll see how the game turns out tonight. We still we still the scores. We got that one through seven that could put up uh, double digits on any night. And uh, I know the Rockets just got that 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 one man monster. I talk a lot of shit about James Harden, but uh, that's just you know because I don't really care much for his game style of play. But he is a beast. He is uh, 
probably one of the best offensive players in today's game of basketball, if not the best. And uh, looks like he's probably running away with MVP uh, so far. But let me cut the compliments out because it's Houston, H-Town against Sacktown tonight. And um, I'll, I've been looking forward to it all day because the Clippers, as we all know, got rid of uh, Tobias Harris, basically uh, waving the white flag who's in the eighth spot of the playoff position because if they don't make the playoffs, then they get to keep their first-round pick. So, obviously, they're going to just pretty much wave the white flag and start tanking immediately. So, um, uh, Clippers looking like they're about to wave the flag. Lakers looking like a big mess right now. And uh, the Western Conference has been going to be the wild, wild west, as we all know. So uh, that's been on my mind all day. But when we talk about the boxing aspect of everything, uh, we hey, do hey, have y'all going to make the playoffs? We right there. Hey, we right there. Now, you think, now, you think you know y'all going to make it? We, we, hey, hold up. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We ain't made the playoffs since 2007. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I don't even like to say the word playoffs because I believe in bad juju and things like that. But what it's looking like right now with the likes of De'Aaron Fox, Buddy Heald, who's killing it, um, Marvin Bagley, Harry Giles, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Sacramento's got a full squad that I've been trying to tell yo ass for a long time now, just like Seattle Sime, who is going to owe me $100 at the end of the season for for saying that Dallas is going to have a better record than Sacramento. I'm going to get on everybody's ass for what I've been trying to speak into existence. So uh, Sacramento, as you seen the other night, and what you said was real nice, the 360 alley you've done for Marvin Bagley. I'm telling you, we on the rise, my brother. We on the rise, man. Hey, no, yeah. Uh, well, hey, hey, RC, no man, hey I, can't let you have, I can't let you have a longer intro than me on my show. So we're going to have to take it. We're going to take it to my man, uh, JP. <laughs> we're going to have to take it to my man, JP and see how he's doing out there in Inglewood. Inglewood always up to no good, and it's probably raining or snowing out there. Or a fire, one of, the, one of the three. JP, what's popping, man? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, out, I'm out and about tonight having to take my daughter to her softball practice. So is JP on the go tonight. But, um, no, the weather is magnificent as usual. Like I always say, y'all know what Tony, Tony, Tony said. And, um, you know, just flip-flops at night if you want to do that. Um, as far as uh, the sports world, as we speak, as we know in the NBA, all the talk is happening in Los Angeles right now. Will we or won't we get Anthony Davis? Let me just go out on the limb and say, forget Anthony Davis. Leave him where he at. I don't want to give up the entire franchise and the – the near future, the next 10 years of the franchise for this guy, for this one player. So, y'all teams, both of y'all teams, the Rockets and the the Kings, nobody cares about them. We we in Los Angeles, where the Lakers play, where the basketball universe revolves around. So, it doesn't matter what you guys' team do. Y'all know that. Now, let's get to back. Hey, the jump? Hey, when's the last time y'all made the playoffs? <laughs> uh, last time we played, <laughs> the last time we played LA, the last time we played LA, we had y'all a big L. Hey, y'all oh, lost man, to the Kings. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, 
Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on girl. Hey. Uh, hey, enough of that, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Lakers aren't worth talking about, and neither is uh, oh, Hoesha. I'm going to start calling LeBron Hoesha James because he's out here acting like a straight <laughs> bitch. But, hey, that's oh, easy. Cool. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Oh man, come on, man! Show some more respect in that. You know, I clown LeBron that no, 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 now he's that he's a Laker, but but come on now. Hey, no, no. When you sit on the when you sit on the other end like a bitch away from your team and you say shit like, "Oh, I've never been a part of the trade talk, so I I don't know how that feels." You gotta ask them. Hey, same reason Kyrie wants to get out of there because he's a bitch, man. Hey, and it is what it is, man. Um, no disrespect, no disrespect to anybody, but you know. He's a, 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 a he's he's a uh, the child of a strong black woman, and that was it, right? So he's probably a strong black woman, too, Man. and that's how he's acting. You out sound like Jason Whitlock right now. Stop it. Flavor, flavor, flavor. That's how he looks, man. It looks like strong. Hey, but let's talk about this boxing, man, because guys, we actually have a pretty good weekend of boxing coming, man. You know, of course, we were supposed to have Javante Davis versus Abner Mares, you know two of the top, well, one of the top boxers in the game right now, Javante Davis, coming out uh, against a, a, a Mexican warrior out there that speaks perfect English, my man Ab, uh, Abner Mares, that, uh, you know, like I always like to say when we was in the state, I think I was in the stable center. I don't know where the fuck we were. I think it was when me and Jake uh, RC was in the stable center. They showed Mexicans. Every Mexican they showed, everybody got a hooray and a cheer. Everybody they showed, not even the Mexican, everybody they showed got a cheer. Only two people got booed. That was Adrian Broner when he threw the uh, middle fingers in the air. And Abner Mares, he got booed too. <laughs> so, you know, he's not really a, a, a love Mexican, but, you know, he always shows heart. And he um, and he's a fighter, man. And last week we said he had to pull out the fight. You know, they were talking about an elbow or something like that. Um I'm not sure exactly what J. I'm not sure how you felt about it, JP. I can't remember, but I know it was, me. It was you know, I used, injury, bro. No, that's what I'm saying. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't got there yet. What I'm saying is, before we knew that, you know, I don't know how JP what JP felt about it, but I know I said, you know, if he's hurt, I take him for his word. You know, a lot of people, even Tank Davis, was saying he was faking. Everybody said he didn't want it, but I was last week. I was like, man, he's the one that wanted to fight. Abner Mars ain't scared. And come to find out. Uh, like uh, R.C. just said, he wasn't scared. He had a detached retina, and he had to get surgery. And it's to the point where he says that after a while, he's going to have to get a check, and he might have to hang him up. It was that bad. So, you know, hopefully Abner yeah. Mares is okay. Um, he is a warrior. I-, I love watching him fight, you know, even though he took them L's um, to the- at the top at the top of the top. But besides that, he's a, he's a warrior, and I love watching him fight. So hopefully he gets, he gets well. But since he ain't fighting on Showtime, we get to fight. We get to watch Gervonta, that boy Gervonta Davis, uh, go against uh, Hugo Ruiz, who is thirty nine and four with thirty three KOs. So you know this guy ain't out here just bumming, but he probably is bumming. RC man, um, how you feel about this fight? Uh, you know we got a. I guess this guy got a week, a week notice. So it's probably going to be some easy, make easy work uh, showcase. But it's always good to see, you know, Javante Davis back in the ring. He didn't, he's not getting to fight who he wanted to fight. It's not like he chose to fight this bum. So I'm not holding anything against him with fighting this guy. And I say bum, 
I, like I know exactly who this guy is. Um, are you interested in this fight? What are you seeing? Uh, Showtime's got something for us on uh, on Saturday night. <sighs> uh, pretty decent replacement, I guess, with Hugo Reeves, uh, but we know what's going to happen. So, um, you know, they got a guy who's going to get in there and want to get his ass beat, you know. So, um, you know, I guess a suitable replacement for the short time being. Uh, I was never one of the people who thought that Abner Mars was backing out of it because he was scared or anything like that. You take a guy who uh, the likes of Abner Mars when speaking of injury for exactly what it is. Uh, an honest injury that's going to keep him out of competitive nature against a guy like uh, Javante Davis, um, you know. So uh, ah, yeah, it definitely takes the wind out of the uh, balloon, so to speak, as far as a, a matchup that we're looking forward to see when it comes to the like of uh, of um, Javante and Abner Mars. I mean, do we think Abner Mars is some sort of A-level talent? Not necessarily, but. Um, I think that it would have been a, a, a good matchup because we've seen Abner Mars in some pretty good scraps. Um, we did see him in some troublesome fights like the uh, Johnny Gonzalez and things like that, but that's uh, you know kind of what happens when it's a hit-or-miss type of business. Uh, but um, I, I'm looking forward to it just for the simple fact of the matter that uh, Hugo Ruiz is going to be a guy who's not going to run away from him, and it'll be some good highlight material, but I expect nothing less than a, a fifth round to – third round knockout and if I was to try to put a number on it without being on defense I'm going to say that he should probably get Hugo out of there in four rounds to put my work in between what I just said between three and five so um, I expect nothing less than a dominant performance by Javante Davis and I expect it to be highlight material that will be trending on ring of highlights and things of that nature when it comes to social media handles yeah most definitely so yeah looking at that looking at uh Hugo uh, Ruiz's uh, record, uh, 39-4, and four, uh, 33 KOs. So, like I said, he's uh, he's swinging. Uh, he's 32 years old from Mexico. The thing is that uh, he is a former champion, but he's a former bantamweight champion uh, and a former uh, super bantamweight champion. So, he's a, he's a two-time champion, but he's coming up to – well, I don't know what he's coming up. I don't know what he fought at at his last couple of fights, but he was a champion at Super Bantamweight, so he's coming up two weights, two weight classes to fight um, at Super Featherweight. So we'll see how that goes. Probably going to be some e. Well, you know, it's a Mexican guy. We'll see, but it's probably going to be some easy work. Javanta, even he's a little guy. He's going to fight probably a guy that's even littler than him. So be looking for the beatdown. JP, um, how do you see this fight going, man? Um, are you hyped at all? What was your what, – I can't remember exactly how you were feeling. Were you talking down on Mares on on, uh, on Saturday? I mean, on Sunday. I know in L.A., you know, Mexicans and blacks, they have a little beef, so I don't know if you were talking down on them or not. Um, no, I'm not talking down on Mares, man. Uh, taking his word for it, I agree with you guys. You know, Mars has definitely shown to be a warrior. So it gives me no reason to think he's he's out here, uh, you know, ducking a fight with Davis. I do believe uh, Mars felt he had um, Zervonta at the perfect time, and he was at the perfect time for him to pick him off when he's just, you know, full of confidence and not really going to prep well for the old savvy vet. 
But I am very disappointed, man. Was was super psyched for this fight to happen down here in Carson. It's uh, I don't know if you guys have been to the Stub Hub yet, but it's like the best, as far as I know of, as a place to watch a fight. As far as I've been, for sure. And um, a little disappointed in it, and uh, you know, sad for for Mares. This is definitely a setback for his career. But um, Ruiz stepping in, I don't know a lot about him. Could be one of those dudes from Mexico who's over there. You never know what you get from Mexico. Sometimes you get a Jaime Magia. Sometimes you get whoever the fuck that, you know, works at Mexican El Subway. So, you know, so you, you just never know. So uh, a little disappointed it's not going to be Abner, but I'm um, hoping the best for Abner and a quick, healthy recovery. Most definitely. Um, yeah, like you said, I think Abner Morris, you know, he had this little thing that came out like maybe Monday or Tuesday. Uh, they had PBC, you know, they have that little show with that little fine little thing. I don't know, some kind of little senorita. She'd be up there doing them interviews, I believe, looking good. But she was up there. Abner Morris is there. He's looking sad. His, his head is down. He's got the big eye patch on. And he's talking about maybe have to retire, man. I hate to see that happen. No, he had uh, you know, I think he's a is he a two time champ? Uh might be a two time champ. Um, you know, I know he had more in the tank, but hopefully he's get a speedy recovery. Showtime, I guess they put in Ruiz. You said we don't know about him, but if you look at him, we know about him. This is an old Mexican cat coming up to two um two weight classes to get that work. So I think we all know what's gonna happen there. Uh we got a caller. We got a caller on the line. Let's see what happens here. We got a caller out here from the H from Houston, Texas. Let's see what we got. Hey, what's up? You on uh, OBP midweek? What's popping? Yo, I got a few things to talk about with you guys. Herman got exposed slightly. I don't think that. I don't think that chin is all that strong, so if a Mikey Garcia were to get involved, I'm pretty sure he would be on the mat. Say, hey, say that again. We couldn't hear you at first. You were uh, you cracking up. First, first off, who is this? And, uh, and, and and say that again. We couldn't hear you. Thurman and Garcia. Yeah, yeah. Name, I heard name, you name, caller. Name and name and where you from, man? Where you at? No, uh, my name is my name is Gene. I'm from Houston. Big fan of David Wilson. And uh, I was going to talk about that Thurman situation. You know, uh, you know Thurman, he just didn't look that good to me. I know it's first day, uh, first fight back, but if he wants to call out some of the big boys in the game, I mean, I think he would have a little bit of a trouble with that chin. It didn't look as uh, strong, and uh, I saw some exposure there. Well, I don't think... If, if you if you uh, I don't think Thurman is calling out any big boys yet. Thurman is a smart, smart, smart guy. He's he's the cerebral cerebral assassin. You know, he's the light skin killer. He's the ponytail bandit. He's not going out here to take these guys on right now. He's looking for easy work. He's looking for some uh, beef and broccoli, something, and he's thinking about Manny Pacquiao right now. So I think that's who he's trying to fight. He's trying to fight Manny Pacquiao. He's not thinking about any of the big dogs because he took two years, he took two years off, man. If you take two years off, you're not going to look that good. And he didn't look that great, but he still got the dub. So, I mean, you got to give Thurman a little time. 
Yeah. Conservative some uh, benefit of the doubt for now. But the other issue is Anthony Joshua. I mean, I'm really waiting for this big heavyweight fight with Wilder. It's driving me crazy. I don't know how much longer they're going to make us wait. I don't know if I really want to see that Wilder fight again against that uh, <laughs> that tall brute. I don't want to do it that again. I want to see Joshua, and I want to see Wilder. Well, there is some news coming out about that. Wilder, the, you know, Wilder and Fury, they couldn't come to uh, an agreement, so they went to a purse bid. But now they have postponed the purse bid, which means that fight is probably going to happen. And and Anthony Joshua, he's uh, he's trying to fight bums like Big Baby Miller. I don't – Anthony Joshua don't want to see it. We all want to see that, but the person that doesn't want to see it is the guy that – Holds all the uh, the marbles at this time. And that's Anthony Joshua. We're not gonna we're not gonna see that in no time soon. He's scared. All the all the UK fighters say he's scared. Fury says he's scared. Dillian White says he's scared. All the UK fighters say he's scared to fight Wilder. He wants to fight these these bums out here. So we're not gonna see that anytime soon. We're gonna see Wilder Fury, and that and I think I'm more excited for that right now. I think that's a great fight. So you want to see that again. That's interesting. Uh, I think that, you know, if Joshua could beat a Klitschko, and, I mean, that was like very finesse fighting there. And we all know how Wilder is a beast. A little bit different fight and definitely something that Joshua is scared of. I agree with that. But, I mean, if it does come to the States and they have that fight, I mean, are you thinking this is something that's going to be huge or do you think – it's something that isn't going to be sold that well in the States. I mean, I'm thinking that a lot of people want it, but at the same time looking at the recent sales and pay-per-views and all that, I don't know if they can get all the hype to even get into a kind of action that the middleweights are getting right now as far as pay-per-view buys and kind of the excitement. Well, I think it would be a big fight, and and. And with the news happening now of Joshua postponing his April third, uh, his April thirteenth fight, right? So Joshua's come out. Well, ESPN put out something saying, "Hey, Joshua might postpone the April thirteenth date." And the reason why he's postponed the eighteenth, uh, the April thirteenth date in Wembley is to come fight over in America, probably Big Baby Miller, so he can they can start to get the buzz up about that. Uh, hey, RC, I mean, hey, RC, JP, what do y'all think about that uh, as far as the, um, you know, the Wilder Fury purse being postponed and the Joshua, you know, saying, you know, he was talking all that shit about having Wembley the 13th. Now he's saying, all right, maybe he ain't, ain't going to do Wembley. He's going to come over here and fight uh, Big Baby Dave. What are y'all thinking about that? Well, me personally, uh, 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 I'll let JP go ahead and handle this one first. Go ahead, JP, and I'll, I'll, I'll counter up on it. Okay, well, I always felt from the beginning <clears throat> that Wilder had the psychological advantage over Fury. Even though Fury might have won, I mean, well, in the, as far as the, you know, the consensus amongst the people, I think a lot more people felt like Fury won that fight. But the psychological advantage between the two went to Wilder, if you ask me, because... I don't give a damn if you're able to run from me and evade me all night. If I put you on your ass twice, I put you on your ass twice, and you know that. And I put you on your ass in the 12th round. So I always felt like 
Fury wouldn't be in a hurry to make that rematch with Wilder. I felt Fury would go try to get that paycheck with Joshua. And Joshua maybe not being as explosive of a puncher. You know what I mean? Um, as far as Joshua goes, I don't feel Joshua's afraid of anyone. Um, I think Joshua has to be very tactical as far as how he goes about his business. Because, again, Joshua could go make $20 million fighting just about any other European heavyweight. So it becomes uh, a question of how much Joshua is willing to take a hit upon his name, upon the cachet of his name, versus the low risk and the reward of money. Meaning, Joshua can go fight Gillian White. Joshua could probably fight Derek Chisora. No, he, but he won't fight Gillian White. He won't fight Gillian White. So no, Gillian White came out and said, hey, he's dodging me. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't believe I don't believe any Joshua dodging any of these guys. I believe Joshua has more of these, the balls. Most of the balls are in his court. He's the cash cow at heavyweight still. He's the guy that gets everyone else the biggest payday. That said, I believe Joshua just has to weigh out his options. You know, um, is he going to take the big name fight because everybody's saying he's afraid? Or is he going to take a fight not nearly as risky, but make nearly as much money? And I just think it's a balancing act with the business. You think it does, as the caller said, as the caller asked, you think it does more pay per views than uh, Pacquiao Broner, 400000 Wilder versus uh, Joshua. Joshua. Oh, Wilder. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, wow. Joshua. Absolutely. I thought he meant Big Baby and Joshua. <laughs> Joshua Wilder does over a million. Joshua Wilder does a million. All right. Uh, one other thing well, I just want to throw in there. Can I just add one thing? Ahead. I wanted to say that, in my opinion, I think Mikey Garcia right now is one of the most dominant boxers that doesn't get as much attention as he deserves. I think that he's going to get the big fight, of course, coming up, and he's going to definitely, uh, you know, score a knockout. And I think that he's the future face of boxing. I know Canelo Alvarez, of course, is a great fighter too. But I think Mikey Garcia, I mean, this guy, he never disappoints. And he's so quiet. He's not as electrifying as some of the other guys you know, outside the ring, but inside the ring, this guy's gloves do all the talking. I love this guy to death. Well, yeah, man. Uh, hey, I, we appreciate well, I, you calling, man. Uh, yeah, hey, Mikey Garcia, hey, definitely is is the is the future. If you know, if you ever listen to this, you know that I'm a Mikey Garcia guy, and I think where Mikey Garcia went wrong is he speaks English. In boxing, if you're Mexican, you gotta only speak Spanish. It don't matter if you know how to speak English. I know, we all know Canelo knows how to speak. It ain't. It has nothing to do with being racist. We all know, Canelo's my favorite guy. I know this motherfucker knows how to speak English. There's no way he doesn't. But he acts like he doesn't. Why? Because he got to get the Mexican fans. Hey, these Mexican fans, they don't want, these, they don't want you speaking no English, man. Hey, trust me. I, I see it every day. We saw when I went to the Rocky Warriors versus... Um, uh, what's my man's name that knocked out knocked out Pacquiao? Marquez. When I went to that, hey, the Mexicans were going at it. War. 
you know, it was the Mexicans that didn't speak no English against the Mexicans that were speaking English. Hey, that's why Mikey Garcia doesn't get the, the props and the love that he deserves. He is the prodigal son of boxing. I don't think he's going to knock out Spence. I think that might be that might be almost crazy talk. If he does, he if he knocks out Spence, he's the best boxer of all times. He might get beat up by Spence, but that has nothing to do with it. He just might be too small. But Mikey Garcia is great. Mikey Garcia is definitely great. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think he is the future of boxing as long as he doesn't get damaged too much by Spence. And it's not because Spence is a better boxer or better anything. It's just because Spence is just too big. He might just be too big, but we're going to see. I'll be in there live in full effect on the floor looking good. Uh, hey, what y'all got to say about anything the caller just had uh, just had to say on Mikey uh, on Mikey Garcia, the second best Garcia, might I say, behind Ryan Garcia. Yeah. All above. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. A lot of foolery being spoken by that. But, caller, for you, I'd like to say that I hope you don't love Mikey Garcia to death because he's about to get beaten to a pulp of death or damn near close to when he gets in the rink with Earl Spence. And I really hope for a, a healthy uh, a future endeavor for yourself, my man. Well, yeah, I think uh, I tried to go back to him, but, yeah, he dropped, caller dropped. But, yeah, man, um, appreciate you calling. We were going to go into that uh, Fury Wilder stuff. Y'all got anything to say on that? Because that was one of the uh, the points we had. Wilder versus Fury being post the first bid being postponed, meaning that, you know, they're probably closer to having the fight. You know, I mean, they're probably seeing eye to eye. They don't need anybody to buy it out. They'll figure it out themselves. And uh, Joshua saying that mm, he's going to go ahead and come over here to fight Big Baby Davis to probably get some, you know, to see, test the waters. You know, he was saying that, oh, I could just stay in the U.K. That's what JP was saying. I could just stay in the U.K. and do this and that. But I think he's feeling that pressure. That's why he's talking about, all right, let me go test the waters and fight a bum like R.C.'s guy, oh. Big Baby Miller. I don't I mean, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's much of feeling pressure or anything like that. I think he just went against the American fan base on his uh notoriety a little bit because uh pretty much like I said before, he's like Squidward looking out the window watching what would be Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury as uh, SpongeBob and Patrick having fun outside because they're making the money, they about to make a bigger fight on a rematch. And there's no worries whatsoever from the postpone and purse bid and things like that because it's going to happen. Uh, Fury is a guy, a man of his word, that's pretty much uh, he's proven that. Uh, I mean, basically donating his entire purse that he had in the first fight with Wilder. Uh, and, and, you know, it, it speaks volumes. And Wilder, as we know, is a real one. He wants to prove himself also. So, you know, hey, that fight's going to happen. I, I, I like Joshua being froze out and having to deal with guys like uh, a Big Baby Miller, who's not my guy. I told you about that before. As soon as you go a little too low, I can't fuck with you. But if that doesn't happen, guess who was in reports today by BoxingScene.com? Luis Ortiz, the real King Kong. The dark yeah, horse that I said. That name was mentioned. He don't want no smoke with. No smoke. He don't want no smoke. He don't want that smoke. So uh, I hope that the negotiations go sour with Big Baby Miller. Uh, just in case, and and if he gets his uh, back against the wall against a guy like Luis Ortiz, because honestly, like between all boxing fans, regardless if you're an American or a European, why the fuck would you want to see Anthony Joshua and Dillian White when you've seen what happened? 
You've seen what happened before. Like, I don't care if he's coming off injury and, you know, oh, he did clip Anthony Joshua and they almost had him then the fourth round. No, I don't care. So we know what it is. And, um, you know, Joshua is uh, he's going to have to try and pick up some scraps now because pretty much the lineal heavyweight champion of the world and the WBC champ- heavyweight champion of the world are getting big business done and they bring in big bank. And, um, you know, whether it's going to be in Vegas or at Barclays, as they're uh, uh, speculating it to be at, uh, we as the fans are winners when it comes to the Joshua, or excuse me, the Wilder and, and, and Fury rematch. So, Joshua, let me get your weight up. And, uh, you know, I always tell people, you got to keep your words soft and sweet because you might have to eat them one day. And Joshua, for icing out Fury like he did before, saying Fury's a bum and or and he can't make weight and all that good stuff. If you look at Tyson Fury's Instagram, he looks in phenomenal shape right now. Phenomenal shape. And I don't use that word lightly. Phenomenal shape. He looks like a completely different person that we've seen two years from before now. So um, him and Wilder, that fight, that's where it's at. And uh, I'm not worried about it whatsoever. And uh, Joshua, good luck, mate. Good luck. Man, yeah, good luck, mate. Indeed. Go ahead, JP. I think all roads lead through Joshua, man. Yeah, Wilder Fury did some business. They did some business. But still, the recognized heavyweight champion of the world, fuck that lineal bullshit, because that's lineal schmineal. But the guy who, who people, I think, around the world look and say, that's the champ, is Anthony Joshua. And, uh, you know, he looks the part. He, he's the guy you got to beat to be the champion right now. And I think he knows that he's the guy that um, everyone gets paid the most against. You know, Wilder and Fury, they can fight each other, but both guys get paid more when they fight Joshua. That's when boxing will be on his biggest stage, when Joshua and probably Wilder fight. Fury, you know, as as much of a spectacle or as, you know, whatever attraction Fury draws to the sport, He's not what we want to see in a heavyweight champion. Like we talked about, man, this is Polly Malinazzi at heavyweight. And we really don't want to see that. Nobody want to see Fury come in here and play spoiler to one of these dudes. We want to see these two fucking giants, Wilder and and Joshua, go in there and fucking knock each other's head off. We don't want to come see Malinazzi spoil the night for everybody. Like, why are we acting like we want to see that shit? I'm just hoping... For the best of boxing, for the best of everyone's, you know, viewership, Fury, go fucking lose to Ortiz or some shit or whatever. And, um, you know, let, let us get Wilder Joshua in September or something like that. Because that's the fight. That's the fight we want, all want to see. Fury is just out here playing spoiler, and we're all buying into it for some reason. I mean, I mean, I feel you on that. I I understand what you're saying. It's just when you you could turn into a hoe overnight, and it, and it all you know. I think the boxing world is starting to turn on Anthony Joshua. A year ago, he was the main man. Everybody loved him. He was the talk of the town. That's slowly, slowly deteriorating. As long as he fights, guys, nobody's nobody's worried about. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Wilder Fury looks like it'll be happening. Joshua looks like he he might be fighting over here in the USA uh, this year. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Maybe at the end of the year, 
we can get something. And uh, we'll have, like you said, boxing put on the biggest stage. And I agree with you, that is the grandest stage. So uh, let's go ahead and get back to the boxing of the weekend, man. Um, Albert Machado, a Puerto Rican cat, pretty damn good. Uh, I've seen him fight. I think uh, I think I saw last fight, um, long rangey, long rangey cat uh, Alberto Machado, twenty one and zero, putting up his uh, super featherweight world title, his regular, his regular super featherweight. You know, it's hard to say that. Javante Davis has the super super featherweight. He's just got the regular WBA super featherweight world title. Uh, putting it up against some guy, Andrew Sanillo, oh, Cancio, I mean. Uh, not too sure about this guy, but Alberto Machado is uh, is pretty good. He's a pretty good fighter. Uh, RC, you know anything about this being a fellow Puerto Rican? Uh, Alberto Machado, you got anything on him, a champion, a super featherweight? Well, not, not the real explosive. champion, though. That's so. That's explosive Machado to you. Yeah, he's a damn good fighter. Um, every time I see Machado, I, I kind of expect a, uh, a confusion of uh, how good of he had in his last performance to kind of take a step back a little bit. But he's taking a step forward, surprisingly. As you know, now I'm not a biased person. So uh, when I see the performance that he has uh, has had recently, uh, he always exceeds with a, uh, any expectations that I had previously beforehand. So, um, I like this matchup moving forward, uh, and, and Machado is a guy who always has, uh, as I said, been an overachiever, never gifted with the most talented as far as speed, foot, and and, uh, and strength, and kind of that quick twitch thing that we see in special fighters. But when it comes to Machado, um, this kid, I mean, you know, maybe uh, more so grown into the uh, overism when you talk about a kid, but. Uh, I like what he does in the ring, and I expect to see a really good performance from him moving forward. You can talk about a guy who's got technical skills, smart, uh, probably gets himself in a little bit of trouble at times, but he's got that dog in him. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that fight, regardless of the flag of which country he comes from, but he definitely makes us body body very proud. So um, I want to see what he does this week, and I expect nothing less than uh, uh, a spectacular performance when it comes to the name of the game of a standpoint as far as getting hit or, or as far as hit, hitting the, the opposition and not getting hit, if that makes any sense. So if I was to put a prediction on it, I'm looking at about a 10th round stoppage when it comes to this fight here. JP, your thoughts on uh, El Explosivo? Man, I'll tell you this. I don't know anything about him, but I like that name. El Explosivo sounds pretty damn cool to me. But I don't know anything about this dude, so this will be me him hitting my radar. He's definitely a, okay, he's definitely yeah. a fan favorite, a, a fan favorite type of a fighter. So when you see him get in there, uh, he's one of those guys that have the casual fan base. Like, oh yeah, who is this guy? You know. So I think it'll be a good uh, eye candy for the uh, uh, boxing fan who will be hungry for a good type of a dog fight in a phone booth, so to speak. Yeah, he he fought on the uh, the Daniel Jacobs Dervinchenko card. Uh, he beat up that black guy, knocked him out, I believe. Um, yeah, Yulandel Evans. 
So yeah, last time we saw him fight, he put up a, 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 a an explosive debut, you know, in front of the people. And uh, I remember saying, "Hey, this guy's some somebody we need to see fight," even though he's one of these little guys. Um, RC, do you think he's do you think he's in there with uh, with Javante Davis? Is he that good? Is he uh, you know how 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 do you think? Is he Burchell good? Is he you know can he can he hang with these guys well, up there? First- uh, uh, first off, I don't like the name Burchelt brought up when it comes to Machado because Burchelt's soft. Uh, uh, Burchelt has, you know, he, he has a strap and then he's got a nice little mystique to him. But when it comes to any kind of a, a dog fight, um, I sense a lot of softness from that guy. Anybody can look at the tape when you look at this guy fight. He just don't want no smoke when it comes to uh, uh, being in the kitchen when it gets hot. So uh, Burchall is a guy who I, I've never been overly impressed with, even though he does hold that green WBC strap. It's not an impressive accolade to me to hold that and uh, any kind of the uh, oppositions that that guy's been in the ring with. Uh, so I definitely look at Machado as a, a level above him, even though it's not yet proven. But um, I look at him as a, a possible A-minus type of a fighter, but uh, uh, legitimately a B-plus type of a fighter at this point in time. Okay, so he can he be? You think he's better than Tevin Farmer? Uh, when it comes to power wise, I think he he has a little bit more pop than Tevin Farmer. But when it comes to you know uh, stylistically, you know a little bit different. Farmer uh, definitely has those quick hands and stuff, and, and Machado uh, uh, doesn't have that kind of uh, quickness when it comes to hand speed. But if we're gonna put some pop and and, and what kind of buzz you put on somebody into the uh, account of what buzz and what kind of pop shots land, then you're giving that, that into the favor of Machado. So um, stylistically, it's a little bit different and kind of hard to uh, put any comparison to. But um, uh, I would probably level them out around the same when it comes to the overall looking as of a fighter. So it's not much of a big difference when it comes to you putting the whole packages next to each other. Okay, so so you don't think he's that good then? Because I don't think Tevin Farmer is really the goods, but but no, we'll Farmer see. Has also, don't have no pop. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess you can say that. But uh, also, I mean, yeah. Also on that card, we got another uh, another guy putting his belt on the line. Um, Ray Vargas putting his WBC Super Bantamweight world championship on the line uh, on the same card uh, against Franklin Manzilla, 8-4, 17 KOs. Ray Bark is 32-0 with um, uh, 22 KOs. This guy, he's um, he's another one of these guys that not a lot of people, you don't really know too much about him. Uh, pretty similar to um, Machado. Um but I don't know if you know RC or JP. I think Vargas is pretty. Vargas is also pretty damn good. This is like he's a little small guy. He's in this realm of these long Mexicans. Somehow, you know, the Mexicans they're getting longer and longer. It seems like, and this guy, he's a long Mexican. He's out there Mexican style, giving it to you nonstop, punishing, trying to knock your ass out every time. Vargas is pretty good. He's just the little last motherfucker. So nobody really knows too much about him. Uh, 
but he can fight for sure. Um, you know anything about Ray Vargas, uh, RC? Have you seen him fight? Are you Will you check this fight out on the zone this weekend? Well, I, I canceled my subscription to the zone because – I wanted to uh, uh, witness firsthand the prediction that I correctly claimed when it came to Rocky fielding against Canelo Alvarez, so I kind of got rid of that one. Uh, But when it comes to Ray Vargas, uh, I'm not sure who you're speaking of right now. I'm better with faces and names, but it sounds familiar. There's uh, um, You're talking about length and reach and stuff like that. uh, I'm not 100% sure who you're talking about. But it's a few Mexican guys like that right now. It's a few Mexican well, yeah, guys that are long, though. Yeah, they're getting longer. No homo, right? I think it's global warming. But, hey, stop that. Stop that. <laughs> global warming shit. Nah, man, um, I'm not exactly sure who you're talking about right now, so I'm going to keep my comments to myself when it comes to it. I'll do my due, due diligence when it comes to the uh, uh, fights coming up because pretty much, bro, I mean, the ones that I was looking forward to this week was the, uh, uh, was the Tank Davis fight. And then the Machado fight, and then obviously my man Jose Ramirez out here that's going to be in uh, Tachi Palace over here in Lemoore, California, where I'll be at. Okay, well, yeah, JP, anything on Ray Vargas? You know, these are small guys, so I'm not really, you know, not too many people are watching it. I watched them, uh, I saw them fight uh, just one time before, and that was when I saw, I can't even remember where it was, but I saw a little highlights of them, and I've seen them fight once before, but... Nothing to, you know, these are just little guys. But I think he's the real deal. I think we should all probably check him out and give our thoughts on it, you know, give these little guys some love. Because this guy's out here, what is he, 32 and 0, 22 KOs. We don't know nothing about him. So um, we'll get that popping. But like you said, on Sunday, you know, football's over. Boxing decide we're going to take over Sunday. Your boy. Jose Ramirez is putting up his WBC Junior welterweight title on uh, Showtime again. Showtime doing having uh, been having a lot of fights last weekend. They had it on Friday and Saturday. This weekend they're having it on Saturday and Sunday. You know, box uh, Showtime trying to take take over where HBO left off. So um, Jose Ramirez, you know, looking pretty good. Putting up his belt against uh, Zapata, 30-1, and 25 KOs. Should be a pretty good scrap. RC, I know you might be able to get in there and get us some uh, some VIP coverage. I'll go ahead and let you take over on this fight, man, and let us know how you feel about it. And uh, should we be excited to see your guy, Jose Ramirez, put the strap on the line? Yeah, no, um, I thought about uh... – I thought about um, putting in the credential, uh, 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 um, you know, uh, just trying to get in there for that. But last time I went in there, you know, they pull your ID, can't get no drinks, in there for like fucking six hours and shit like that. It was kind of boring. You know, granted, got hooked up with some of the homies from the Boxing Voice and clicked up with a lot of people that I keep in touch with to this day. That was a cool part of it. But, you know, I'd probably rather pay for my ticket and get a, a, a decent size ticket even because the size of the room that they're going to be in is not very big. So I'd rather pay the price and get a special one and get my drinks in and all that good stuff and still be able to get the other stuff when it comes to uh, uh, interviews and shit like that afterwards. But the problem is it's going to be on a Sunday, which is whack. <laughs> should be on a Saturday. But um, 
I will most likely 9.5 out of 10 be in the uh, attendance and see what's going on that day. Uh, but, uh, you know, Jose Cepeda looking like a pretty uh, decent B-level, B-minus, C-plus level opposition for Jose. Um, Jose Ramirez, uh, he, you know, he uh, his, his schedule when it comes to some of these guys that he's getting in the ring with is a little bit um, uh, of off because of uh, – you know, the the fight that he had previously, uh, which was uh, previously scheduled when the guy who, had, who couldn't make weight and had a, a little bit issues going on at that time. So uh, schedule's going off a little bit because uh, he should be in the mix with some higher echelon opposition. But um, uh, because uh, he was scheduled to fight, I believe, a month before uh, the Golovkin and Canelo second fight had happened, in which he fought on a Friday before. So um, I expect Jose to get in there and do what he does. Uh, when it comes to Jose Ramirez, you're talking about a, a lengthy guy at 140, five foot ten, fast hand speed, fights fan favorite, has a good chin, puts work to the body, decent footwork, and uh, Jose Ramirez has a lot of uh, he has a lot of good qualities to him when it comes to a fighter of his style. Um, met him plenty of times, a, a really lengthy kind of a dude, uh, and and I think that he has a lot of tools in the toolbox he could do to make some good work. So I expect him to. Uh, uh, I would expect an early work from from this fight, but uh, given the opposition of Zepeda, I think that he's going to put in some rounds, and that's probably a good thing for Jose. So um, I think that we're going to end up seeing this fight uh, being about a, 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 a 10-rounder, possibly an 8-rounder, uh, but definitely not going to see this one going to the cards. And I think Jose wants to put on a performance because he's usually fighting in Fresno, California, uh, uh, but he's fighting out here in Lemoore at the Tachi Palace, so a uh, little bit of a smaller venue, but at the same time, I'm getting that Indian money. So um, did they have a? Did they looking, change it? <clears throat> yeah, it, it was scheduled to be a, a changed event. So I think that was a little okay. bit of the reason why I didn't know which one to put the uh, credential in at first of. But um, you know, like I told you last time, especially. Uh, after the Danny Garcia fight had happened, that I had my little uh, dispute with uh, Jose Ramirez's uh, uh, co-promoter, which is he's it's the he's the guy who uh, uh, had uh, hooked me up with some tickets and and was acting kind of stank when I asked him about those tickets. So uh, we all know that Jose Ramirez, Jose Carlos Ramirez's promoter is Bob Aram of Top Rank, and he has this guy uh, Rich Merrigan at promoter five five nine on Instagram who is uh, uh the small guy who decides what hotel they're gonna stay in and decides where they're gonna park the car but he acts like he's a big shot. So um I was gonna uh, apply to do that out of spite and just to see that guy there doing my own thing, but I'll see him no matter what. And I talked a lot of shit about him last time after that the Danny Garcia uh, uh fight with Sean Porter and uh and I know he heard the show because uh, some people that I know from Jose's camp and uh, that are in that circle kind of called me up out of nowhere. So they wouldn't be calling me out of nowhere for no reason. So, you know, if, uh, if there's any problems, we ain't worried about it. I know I ain't worried about it, but uh, I'll be in that building and I might have a fun, uh, a fun story to tell you guys on Wednesday from what happens. So I'm looking forward to it. And uh, I always got a gas mask with me in case there's a lot of smoke. So it should be interesting. Oh, well, hey, top rank, they showed me love last time. 
uh, last weekend, man. So, um, well, hopefully it goes what's all right for you what's out what's there. The Payton's out here. He's been he's been on a knockout spree. His last uh, one, two, three, four, last four fights, he's been knocking guys out over there in Mexico. So he's coming over to try to get some work. Uh, this guy, he's also from – he's an American cat, though. But he's been fighting in Mexico his last uh, his last couple of fights. His uh, biggest fight was against Terry Flanagan, and he got he got beat. That was Ert well enough, yeah. Uh, JP, Sunday you're gonna be able to watch uh, this guy Carl, uh, this boy Juan uh, Jose. I mean, what's his name? Jose Ramirez fight. I don't know why I'm saying Carlos. Oh, yeah, that's his middle name. I like Jose Ramirez. Uh, like R.C. says, he has a lot of those intangibles. He seemed to be one of them good, uh, determined, strong-willed Mexican fighters. And it looks like it's going to be, you know, hard out for anybody to get him out of there at 140. Um, at least the guys that are left at 140 that are could be trouble for him. I think Jose Ramirez is going to be a tough out for anybody. Um. Oh yeah, excited about the kids' future, man. Um, I, I look to see them at 147 by next year or so, and uh, shake things up there. So uh, it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of these young dudes, and like you guys talked about, Miguel Burchelt. I'm high on Miguel Burchelt. Uh, I haven't seen Machado fight, but if he's um, projected to beat Burchelt, I think he must be pretty good. But I'm high on these dudes, and I've been waiting for a while to see these guys mix it up with some uh, competition that's on par with them. So, yeah, big time high on Jose Ramirez. I think at 140, tough out. Big, strong kid, works hard, looks determined. So, excited for it. Yeah, most definitely. Ramirez is pretty good. Um, I think he looked last, if I remember, he he looked all right against – Orozco, he beat Amir Aman. That was a pretty good win. He doesn't really have that pop, but he has a lot of determination and drive. And he's out there throwing punches, and he can box too. He's a pretty good fighter. Um, you know, at that uh, one forty, which is which is a stacked division. Uh, he's one of the better guys out there. Um, isn't that? Uh, that's Regis Progross, that's Ramirez, that's uh, Hooker, the, yeah, Victor Postal. Let's see, who has the belt? Ivan Baranchigi, he has a belt. The WBC, Ramirez has it. But the top ones, for some reason, they got the top-rated guys are Progross and Josh Taylor from the U.K. So they got there's, there's a lot of good boxing going on there yeah, for Jose Jose Ramirez, um, I don't know if he – I just think they're all about the same to me. I think Hooker's pretty good. Uh, Ramirez, him and Hooker, they're about the same. Progress, I think he has a little dog in him, but I think the other guys might be a little, like, better boxers, but he's the most athletic guy, I think, in the division. I don't know too much about this uh, Russian guy who's 19-0 with the IBF belt, nor do I know much about Josh Taylor. Who's two four fourteen and oh, but uh, that's pretty good division, man. I think um, 
I think that's where we're going to end it. That's all the fights going on this weekend. Um, we got a, all the big news, not too much news. Talked about um, Amir, uh, not Amir. We talked about Marez. Marez's eye. We talked about the Wilder uh, situ- uh, Fury situation. So before we get out of there, RC, anything else you got going on? I seen at the quarter, we were up four at the first quarter. So look, more than likely we'll be putting up 120. Uh, anything you want to say before before we get out of here? Uh, no, nah, man, I'm I'm getting ready to get up out of the bank cave right now and see what's going on in this game. Uh, seeing a couple of the couple of the first few minutes, but ready to check it out, see what's up. But I mean, it was um, it was uh, cool to talk about all these fights coming up. Like I said, uh, uh, the last Jose Ramirez fight that we had that uh, I was supposed to go to was at the uh, State Mart Center, and uh, it was a hell of a fight. They talked about fight of the year last year for top rank, and uh, which I talked about was the Teofimo Lopez first round knockout where homeboy was asleep before he hit the canvas so hopefully they have a pretty good showing out there for uh this fight's coming up this weekend but uh nah man it's always good to talk to you guys hope everybody uh gives a uh like on the um uh, on the podcast reviews give us a uh a shout out whether good or bad any publicity has got publicity and you can check out on outsiders boxing po- or outsiders po- boxing podcast on twitter and check out the new profile pic we got because it's NWO style over here at the Outsiders Boxing Podcast. JP. Oh, man, same for me. Uh, share, like the show, tell a friend about it, um, all that good stuff, man. Um, it's hump day, it's Wednesday. We're getting towards that weekend. That's all I got, family. For show, for show. Hey, like I said, we got a good weekend of boxing. Make sure y'all check it out. Showtime doing the most. You know, the zone, they got something every weekend. Uh, you know, when you're lucky, when you're like us, you don't have to pay for the zone. You get in all boxing at any time, at all times. But like they said, do what they said. Share, like, comment, all the, all the above. We'll catch y'all Sunday, 12 Pacific. Two Central, where we'll talk about the fights, what the hell happened, and uh, what's been going on since then. So, Outsiders Boxing Podcast Midweek Show, we out of here. Peace. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.